You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the fabulous Feinstein's 54 Below. Before we get started this evening, just a polite reminder, please take this moment to silence your cell phones, and also there is no flash photography, please. Welcome to the Fine Science 54 Below podcast. My name is Kevin Ferguson. I'm an assistant programming director here at the club, and I am your host for today's podcast. Our guest today is an award-winning songwriter. He is considered to be a Broadway pop crossover extraordinaire with his contemporary works. And on April 18th, he is coming to Fine Science 54 Below with a whole crew of special guests for his show, In the Works with Special Guests. Everybody, please help me welcome our guest today, Mr. Joey Contreras. Hey. <laughs> Hello. How you doing today? I'm doing well. I have felt very productive this morning. Yes. Um, so I'm feeling good about that. I got to the gym. <gasps> I filmed a TikTok. What? Like, we are, hello? Okay. <laughs> I recorded something. I got some music done already. So we're feeling good. <laughs> Talk about productive. I mean, if I do a TikTok, that's my whole day. I get sore after doing one TikTok, especially if it's one of them dancing ones. Were you dancing? No, I was just slide, sliding into the frame and then doing a transition. And the tra you know, this was, I know, transitions, we're getting into advanced you know, territory. That is here. advanced so... TikToking. <laughs> Look at you. A yeah. songwriting extraordinaire and TikTok extraordinaire. She's trying. She's trying. <laughs> she got multiple brands. Well, let's get into it. Let's yeah. talk about... What we really came here to talk about, not your TikTok brand, but your amazing songwriting <laughs> skills and your show you're bringing to 54. Let's get right into it. Everybody, it's called Joey Contreras in the works with special guests. Okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yep. We are in the works and we are bringing a lot of people <laughs> yes. to show you those works. Yeah. yeah. Um, I feel like, you know, for people who, you know, don't know the songwriting process, maybe they don't know what in the works means. So maybe let's start there. What what does the show title mean? Yeah. So uh, I I um have done a lot of concerts in the city over the last ten plus years, um, and I've been at Fifty Four a lot as a guest myself. You know, being you know dropping in, playing a song or two, and and everything. But this is actually the first time that I am doing a full Joey Contreras show at 54 Below. Oh. And I'm super excited about that. And um, and another thing that I've always done in my concerts is I've, I've always kind of lived in a um, musical theater pop world. Um, and for a good four or five years, I was kind of just doing a lot of like my pop stuff, playing downtown, living that life, and not really necessarily doing like a musical theater concert. Um, and this time around, I have I have so many shows that I don't think people know that I've been working on and writing, especially over the last couple of years, that are in a really great and exciting place. And so I wanted to uh, kind of use this concert as an opportunity for everybody to see, you know, not only me as a as a kind of musical theater pop songwriter that they might know me as, but also as uh, as someone who's also really writing full shows. And um, and so these are are the evening's going to be me uh showing you giving you a little tease a little sampling of three shows that are in the works yes three come on hey, joey How three three shows yes. in the works come on i can't I even mean, keep up with know. one plot in my life <laughs> let alone 
three separate stories. That is so brilliant. It's not enough to do one these days. You gotta, you gotta keep on throwing everything to the wall. Especially in Beyonce's world, you gotta be able to do everything, okay? <laughs> yeah. But going back, talking about pop music, where was that influence? Because you said you're like a Broadway pop crossover extraordinaire. Uh, where did that pop influence start? Honestly, it started right from the beginning. My mom and my dad were uh, in cover bands. Um, nice. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, they kept on going even when they were pregnant with me. Wow. So my mom was singing Paula Abdul and Janet Jackson um, and uh, while she was pregnant. And I was hearing that. Yes. And so I kind of just was like, instead of going, I wasn't like raised in the church or anything. I was raised in mariah carey yes. and janet and michael and madonna um in car in the car yeah the car rides. Wow. and so um yes there was a lot of that and then i i also was doing a lot of community theater so it was like also doing music man and doing fiddler on the roof and and that mm -hmm. so that's kind of where my musical vocabulary began. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I'm also a TRL kid. You know, I'm yes. from the, I don't say when, when I was born. Listen, <laughs> millennial, it sounds millennial. It sounds millennial esque. Yeah, it sounds okay. like, it, yeah, it, it gives in the, it, it plays in the millennial pool. Um, <laughs> I'm and, there with uh, you. I'm there with you. It's all good. And yeah, so like 2000s bubblegum mm -hmm. pop, Britney is my queen. Yes. It's like that kind of, that kind of. Absolutely. So now, is Britney your queen? Because I was going to ask next, who's your pop diva? Is is it Britney, you think? or? Yes, it, yes. it's not. It's no question. Yes. It is Britney. And it has been uh, uh, quite a journey in the last couple of years. Quite. For the Britney <laughs> fandom. <laughs> and I know you're proud. I'm so excited. I, like, listen, we. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I am so proud. I and I've, I've been the, oh yeah. And believe me, my friends have heard TED Talks I've given about the conservatorship for the last 13 years. I literally will yeah. hijack a party to talk about Britney. <laughs> yes. All right. Listen, we're multifaceted, okay? Uh, Britney Spears <laughs> enthusiast, songwriter, mm -hmm. TikTok extraordinaire. You know what I mean? Oh my gosh. We're going to add mm -hmm. that to your business card. <laughs> but I love that. I love that Britney's your pop influence. You know, but Broadway, let's do a opposite. Who's your Broadway mm -hmm. diva icon or, you know, idols that you admire in the Broadway world? They can be songwriters as well. Yeah, I mean, I... Uh... As far as like songwriting goes, uh, people that blew my mind when I was, because I went to college, I went to a BFA musical theater program for college. I was you know, trained as an actor. And so um, when I was in college is Jason Robert Brown was mm -hmm. really huge. And uh, that was a, a big, um, I don't know, just really opened, it, it, it blew my, it blew my mind when I was hearing <laughs> his music because I just, it Truly. was, it seemed like the kind of music that I was already sort of dabbling in, which was taking a lot of like really rhythmic and syncopated and, and kind of, you know, just in my opinion, super catchy stuff, but, but layering it with such conversational storytelling. And so I just, I've been a big Jason Rob Brown fan for yeah. ever. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, uh, Sondheim, of course. Of course. <laughs> oh, just, just Sondheim, you know, <laughs> He's done a couple of things. He's mm -hmm. done a couple of things, but it, but it is funny. It's like you know, a lot of my songwriting influence. Um, oh, my light just went off. Did you see that? Oh yeah, um, yeah, a little lighting shift. They didn't see it though. <laughs> well, they didn't see it. Just for the listeners at home, um, I had some glam light. The glam light is not in the building anymore. Um, 
but yeah, I, I, for songwriting, you know, it's always been uh, Jesmer Robert Brown and then um, Max Martin, who has written all of the the music for, you know, the mm. icons, the pop icons, Britney and Kelly Clarkson yeah. and Sync and, and all of that and continues to do so. I mean, has worked with Taylor Swift and, you know, his music now is being used for the the Anne Juliet show that's happening on the West End and yeah. and Sarah Bareilles. Sarah Bareilles mm-hmm. is always, I've, I've been a huge fan of hers. As far as like, I'm, I'm going to like, I'm blank, blanking on divas though like who's like my musical theater queen um i know i asked you too fast it's one of those it's like so many i love patty of course (laughs) you can't go wrong you cannot go wrong with patty lapone patty lapone yeah not patty labelle patty lapone i mean (laughs) where are my background singers (laughs) um where are my background singers yeah so uh patty Patty lapone and laura venanti was a huge one there's there's so many there's so many I mean, I would love to work mm-hmm. with Audra too. Yeah. Well, that was going to be my next question is that, like, do you find yourself writing for your idols? Like, who are you most inspired to work with? Are you, you want to, you know, put on the new unknown names or are there like some idols that you would love to hear their voice on certain tracks of yours? How do you feel about that? I mean, there, the funny thing is that there's so many incredible um, musical theater performers that I am inspired by, but I haven't necessarily written music that fit their vocal type. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of depends. I mean, there's definitely, I, uh, that's a kind of a, a broad statement to make, but, mm-hmm. um, so much of my music is very, uh, contemporary and, 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 and pretty belty and, and three octave ranges. You need to kind of yeah. ha- be an alien voice. Yeah. It's like, I always say Kelly Clarkson ruined me because it's like, <laughs> I write for like a Kelly Clarkson voice where it's yes. like, you know, you start you start pretty low and then you're up the octave for the course and then you go even higher in the bridge and then you're back in the basement. And it's just like no mix, all belt, all, like mm-hmm. strong. But Joey, yeah. I have seen your clips on YouTube with the singers that you have chosen and the the sounds that you have them create. Joey, it's beautiful. You're doing it. I don't know how else to tell you you're doing it. You got to show up 54 below. You got three <laughs> stories already in your head, but I am a fan of yeah. the work for sure. And the pop influence is definitely recognized and it's kind of like refreshing in this Broadway world to hear, you know, something a little bit more contemporary and more pop-like. You know, I feel like Broadway is going that direction sometimes Uh, with these three stories that you have, Mm -hmm. you know, pieces for, one is in pieces. (laughs) Can we talk about the difference between all three of them and the names? Because we got in pieces, uh, forget me not, and heartbreakers in hell. Can I? Can we know anything about the plots? How much can you tell Absolute, us? Like, absolutely, absolutely. If you're listening to this podcast, you're getting the tea. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, honestly, wh- another big thing about this concert that for me was to show just the variety of of and the diversity of of these scores. People who know who might know my music might know a lot of the music from In Pieces already because, you know, I do have albums out and a lot of the music from In Pieces were were took songs from my songbook. So there's a lot of familiar songs in that. But with this, within pieces where there's a, a very contemporary musical theater pop voice to that one, and it's about six six people as they reflect back on love in mm. during their coming of age years in New York, mm. and it's sort of it's a it's a memory play. So you kind of see them right at the beginning of where they are, and then they reflect back on all these turning points to bring them to where they are now, and in finding the acceptance and in the decisions that they made, and the paths and the partners that they chose. You know, I think so many times we it's bittersweet to reflect, um, but ultimately mm. it's like the finding the comfort to know that like everything that we 
that everything, all the pieces that we, that, that made up this life were, were for a reason. Mm. So that's what in pieces is about. And then, um, forget me not the score, forget me not is, is really lush and romantic and a little folky and a little, mm. um, mysterious. And, uh, it's a lot more sweeping than anything that people have heard from me before. Um, my co-writer Kate Thomas and I began working on it a couple of years ago. Um, and it's inspired by, um, uh, two things, uh, uh, the Long Island serial killer, um, Fierce. and then, uh, and um, and the exploding whale that happened in in Oregon, and uh, but it's it's really a meditation on um, identity and grief and um, white woman syndrome, missing white woman syndrome, and uh, and it's it's really an exciting piece that I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to sharing with people because I don't think uh, it's ready to be seen and experienced. Wow. Um, and then Heartbreakers in Hell is a modern day adaptation of Dante's Inferno. Fears. <laughs> uh, that I'm working on with my co-writer, um, Benjamin Halstead. And this is more like uh, the musical company meets a Lady Gaga concert. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> and um, for anyone that knows Dante's Inferno, you know, it's the different circles of hell, but it's reimagined as... Um, as like a dating landscape and uh, our protagonist Dante uh, as he goes through each circle of hell he experiences a new relationship and, and uh, um, sees the sees that sinner and and um, and explores that that circle of sin essentially mm -hmm. and uh, and I think what's really exciting about that piece is that it it um, it ex examines who is the hero and who's the villain of each story. You know, I think we all kind of have our, our, our times when we're the hero and there are times when we're the villain in a relationship. Mm, wow. So, yeah. Joey. Oh, I am so excited. I was, yeah. I, those plots sound so different. Where do you, what kind of movies do you watch? What's your Netflix suggestions like? Because I would you just know... love to know how you even come to ideas like a romance about Dante's Inferno and Dante's the hero and is the seven. Like, that is so brilliant. You're fierce. You... Oh, well, thank you. Uh, I love... <laughs> <laughs> You're going to... I mean... My friends and I have a, an ongoing joke that um, we love a good 6% on Rotten Tomatoes movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um, we will sometimes put way too much energy into seeing a really like bad, scary movie. I love <laughs> scary movies, but I always watch them with like covering up my face with three fingers because I don't want to miss anything, but I'm also terrified. Mm -hmm. um, so I love scary movies. I, I love dark comedies. I love teen dramas. Yep. You know, Euphoria yep. is like oh, my jam. Yes. And oh, yes. um, I don't know if anybody watches Elite, which is oh, uh, yeah. Spanish. Elite is um, really good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's some scandal in that but, one. Yeah, I enjoy all of that. And then um, it, it's and then I'm, I'm also big, you know, MCU boy. I love Spider-Man. <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> yes. You know, the imagination. Yeah. I just love it. I I, I think um, the stage is where we get to do everything and anything. So bringing the same story all the time is unnecessary. We get to, you know, t t tell stories on stage. So it's yeah. And so one of the and one of the important things for me, too, is is um, really telling queer storylines in an in a, in a normalized way. Uh, I I write um, love stories a lot of times. I, I, and a lot of those love stories tend to be with queer people. 
and because that, that's my story and that's my journey. And I think it's beautiful for um, other uh, for the queer communities to see those storylines where the conflict isn't about coming out or anything that is that is about um, gay being a problem. You know, mm. for it's all about just connection with people and that's complex enough <laughs> mm -hmm. you know um and so I, I absorb a lot of queer stories i i read a lot of queer uh, uh books and um and so it's important for me to uh for that to always be a part of of the shows that I write too. Yeah, yeah. Now, uh, I think that's so brilliant. I think we always have to stay current with what is important and what is closest to our heart. You know what I mean? They say, you know, write what you know. So, you know what I mean? You definitely got to speak for mm -hmm. the queer people. I feel, I feel the same kind of responsibility anytime I do art as well. I think it definitely sheds a light and it shows a younger generation, uh, you know, inspiring stories. Speaking of mm -hmm. younger generations, I know we, you know, have to pave the way for the next theater lovers. Um, for the young kids, do you do any like classes or do you teach or do you mentor anyone? How's, how's that work for you? Yeah, I actually do a lot of songwriting mentorships nice. and songwriting coaching for, um, for, for, artists and songwriters who are looking to explore that as an outlet or as a career. Uh, I've done master classes at many universities. I love talking about music um, and I love talking about, uh, about it in a way that keeps songwriting um, in a safe space mm. because sometimes it can be very vulnerable mm -hmm. to share you know, what you're working on. So, um, uh, and I love providing that safe space for, for sharing. Um, I also, you know, I work with a lot of young artists. A lot of my music has, um, it tends to be sung a lot in high schools and colleges. So, um, <laughs> it's like, they keep me young. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. And yeah, so it's, it's important for, uh, for me to constantly connect with with the younger generations of musical theater and and be what I didn't have growing up. Yes. Uh, I, I didn't, and I still, honestly, I don't really have a lot of mentors and I think mentors are, are important. And so sometimes I, I wish that I had, you know, more mentors growing up, um, whether that be, you know, in in the arts or, or something else, but um, no, but yeah. Definitely mentors, definitely can can change uh and make a day brighter for a, a younger generation or someone who's just looking for a little guidance uh speaking of guidance you really hit on a nice topic when you were talking about the vulnerability of showing new work how did you get over mm -hmm. that or do you still kind of like struggle with sharing new work i think i am more <laughs> scared now sometimes mm. I was so fearless when I moved mm. to the city. Mm -hmm. I came out of college and moved to New York. And then two months later was doing my first show. Wow. Uh, a concert of material. And then two months later, I was recording my first album. Yeah. And reaching out to people, just doing blind asks. And, and, and I think that that is the way to do it. Honestly, I think being fearless is so important. Mm -hmm. uh, I think as um, 
my career continued and uh, more people were kind of listening and watching, I started getting a little more like, oh, gosh, I don't want to say the wrong thing or play something that sucks or write something, you know, you just start to the the inner critic, this, the, the self-saboteur does definitely start to come in and, and you got to daily silence that. So because um, it's it's really uh, counterproductive. And I think honestly, in a weird way, um, TikTok, going back to TikTok for a second, um, is sort of my new outlet of trying things out and trying to like just release release ideas and have like a no judgment situation, you know? Um, yeah, I think that it's it, it can be it can be vulnerable to share your stories, but I think we're also like kind of celebrating that a little bit more these days. Absolutely. Absolutely. Everyone wants to hear everyone's stories, especially if it's like not the average straight white man kind of plot. You know what I mean? If it's a little yeah. something to it, it's really exciting these days. And we want and more of that. Is, yeah. And the process is cool. I think a lot of people are just really curious about the process, you know, like yes. hearing, hearing things as they're being developed and writing a show takes is a long process. So mm-hmm. for people to hear songs as they're kind of being created and then you know who knows if it's going to make the final frozen final show that's frozen on broadway or whatever but Mm -hmm. it's just an exciting thing to bring people on that ride yes speaking of bringing people on you hit on a nice topic of just simply asking everybody you you asked everybody you knew and you know i'm sure some people said no but some people said yes and you know, how did you come over that that fear of asking for help? I know sometimes it's harder for people, or is it not hard for you? You're like, I need help. I know, I know to reach out. You know, I would be lying if I said it's not hard yeah. for me. I am still pretty shy when it comes to reaching out to people. I, I, my husband is working on that for me <laughs> he's oh, always nice. encouraging me and uh Aww. and so yeah I do get I do get shy uh which is funny because I always tell people to not to not worry about it <laughs> but um yeah, uh, yeah but it's also honestly what I keep on telling myself is that if they say nothing they don't if they don't respond um okay and if uh and if they say no, it's the same, it's the same outcome. So what does it hurt to reach out, you know? Um, and, and if you don't sure. reach out, they're not going to, they're not going to say anything. So, you know, it's, it's when it's honestly just important to kind of, you know, just throw a lot of feelers out there, reach out to people that you want to work with and, and see what happens. Cause if you don't make that action, then nothing's going to happen. So it is important to take action. Yeah, definitely. Because I mean, but the people that you're working with on your special guest. I mean, this they're from Disney's Aladdin, a waitress, Bridges of Madison County. Somehow mm-hmm. you have found a way to ask some really cool people to be on some projects with you. So you found the well somewhere, you know what I mean? And what is fun is that like, as you continue working with people, you build your family, you know? And so a yes. lot of people that are, that are um, doing this concert with me are, are people that have been with me with these shows for years now. They're like family. Um, they are trusted collaborators and, um, and that's, and yeah, like they're, they're friends. They're people that I love working with. They're people that I respect. They're people I admire that inspire me, you know? And, um, and so, yeah, you do sort of, you find, you find the people that you like to work with. Now, 
out of the three, because you have three shows going on right now, is there one that you're most excited about? Are you allowed to say that? How do you feel? <laughs> oh, goodness. That is, I feel like I should just um, spin a wheel and see what it lands on. <laughs> um, Listen, I mean, I, no, I find them I all fascinating. I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm so ready for the world to experience all three of them in, in their fully realized way. Mm. I think all three of them are, are really exciting and cool and are, are something that I think would be uh, exciting to add to the, to the musical theater uh, canon. Yeah. Yes, totally. Listen, we need more. I mean, it's time for new works. It's, you know, like we need some original ideas. I mean, what you got going on sounds so fierce and cool. Um, my question though is when you start the story, is it one song or is it the story for Like, do you have the story idea or do you have the song and then you build the story around the, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it, it can go a couple different ways. Uh, with, Forget Me Not, you know, it's an original story that's inspired by things, um, but it's an original story. So essentially, you kind of have to write the full uh, outline of the show first to see where you're going. And then you kind of find the moments that sing. And uh, once you kind of find mm -hmm. those those moments that sing, you explore that. Uh, and so we... we that we had, you know, we knew where the show was going um, with Forget Me Not. And, uh, and then, you know, it depends on if you're, if you're, you know, because I, I am a songwriter, I'm a composer, lyricist, I write, I can write my music together like that. Or if I'm working with a, um, a lyricist, which for Forget Me Not, I'm working with a lyricist, um, you know, there is a lot of conversation. And usually the lyricist will draft a little bit of, of a, of a, some lyric first and then I'll set a little bit of it to music and see what we like. And then, um, then kind of continue baking it together. So that's kind of the process. Yeah. My question is how much of the shitty love story songs are inspired by real life moments, or I guess the, the beautiful love songs, how much of the love songs that you have written are, you know, percentage wise inspired by your own. It is harder to write a like, love song that it is Joey's like I can't tell you that I mean it's hard it's hard to write a love song it's easier uh -huh. to write a like a heartbreak song <laughs> um it just is uh, I have maybe like five happy love songs mm -hmm. um and uh yeah but um I, I I yeah all my all of in pieces are are inspired by my relationships so if Aww. my exes are watching, they, you know. <laughs> If you think this song is up, whatever, however that song goes, you know. <laughs> yes, yes. Son yes. of a Gun. Yes, Carly Simon. Mm -hmm. But I, but I, you know, what I love too is, is I always tell my, my students too, you have to begin listening to, to conversations with new ears. So I'm constantly be like in my phone, writing song concept ideas, lyric fragments, voice memoing. Um, and I'll be having conversations with people and they will say something in and I'll immediately be like, that's, that is something I need to write down. So, you know, you, you start listening with new ears, um, all the time when you're, when you're a songwriter. <laughs> 
Wow. Okay. So we've talked about inspiring future generations, you know, not being afraid to ask for help and ask your friends to join on certain projects. I mean, you have this show coming in 54 Below. What do you want the audience to take away? Like, do you ever think about like how you want to move the audience? I feel like every time I go to the theater, I definitely leave feeling moved by that writer. Yes. I, 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 I am always aware of what I want the audience to feel, what my intention is with what I'm putting out there. I think that's really important to be uh, mindful of. I want the audience to, first and foremost, uh, be moved and entertained. I I love catchy, emotional, melodic music. Yeah. I love storytelling in that, in that kind of, uh, vocabulary of music. So, uh, that is what I'm going to be providing. And I hope that people are able to take that and, uh, enjoy and just enjoy the music and, and the stories. And then on top of that, get a little bit more of an insight, uh, into me as a as a as a songwriter as um a uh, artist and also get to take away this opportunity to hear three new scores being performed uh that that are ready to go and ready to be um like i said fully realized and on stage so i'm hoping that this will kind of give it some momentum some traction Mm -hmm. out there and kind of putting it out there in the universe and i'm excited for uh for the audience to also be uh, exposed to such an in- incredible group of performers. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, it's a big show. There's, oh, yes. there's 16 performers that are coming in this, in this show that I'm so lucky to work with. And everyone there is just so insanely talented. And so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm ready for the audience to just experience some really exciting new musical theater. Yes. I mean, this is exciting stuff, y'all. Like when new musical theater writers present their works at these venues like the fabulous Fine Side 54 Below, this is the beginning of what could lead to a much bigger stage on Broadway. So these are yes. always very inspiring, really fun stories and shows to come and catch at 54 Below. So y'all are not going to want to miss this out. Like this, he has three shows. You know what I mean? And y'all can follow these stories and Mm -hmm. just see how they grow or the title might change into something else. Or Mm -hmm. it's just, I I find this part very exciting. And Joey, I will definitely be following you. And Mm y'all all listening should be following Joey because he has a lot of fierce stuff coming. Joey, tell (laughs) them where they can follow you, where they can find you online. Yes. Find me on Instagram and TikTok at Joey Contreras. Also on Twitter at Joey Contreras. And uh, I'm also on Spotify and Apple Music and anywhere that you want to stream music. Just search my name, Joey Contreras. It's there. Boom. Wow. Joey, (laughs) this has been quite the call. (laughs) I appreciate you so much for taking the time. Okay. Because I know time is important these days you got your show coming up april 18th y'all do mm-hmm. not miss out joey yeah. do you want to say anything special to all the people before you go any I just any s- mantras you live by uh i just want to say thank you for uh listening thank you to 54 for having me thank you to you for having this conversation with me and uh, i look forward to seeing everybody hopefully on april 18th 9 30 p.m and uh yeah just be kind to yourself and be kind to people. Yes. 
All right. Well, y'all here to hear. I'm your host, Kevin Ferguson, telling you to go support Joey and go see a show and go stream his music and go follow him online. All right. And go follow me too. Go follow 54 below. Go get stuck on your phone. Do some TikToks. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. Thank see you. See you later. You've been listening to the Fine Science 54 Below podcast, part of the Broadway Podcast Network. Subscribe and rate us on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Life's better with American Family Insurance. Because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit amfam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.